Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Heyo, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome into the TFA Dino Show. It's Robbie Jeffries here rocking it on the solo pod tonight. Tom is down with the sickness, so we are giving him the DNP, if you will, on the injury report. But fear not, it will still be a fantastic show. It's episode 12, and we are going to go full survivor mode. We're going to vote some people off of the island. Basically, I'm going to review the top 12 at each position through seven weeks. So that's quarterbacks, running backs, wide receiver, and tight end. And we're going to vote some people off of the top 12 island. But first, I want to jump into kind of some week seven takeaways. There was a transition of power. Like when you think of that, you, you think of the presidency, the office of the president. You know, an outgoing president makes his way for a new president to come in. I'm actually watching The West Wing right now. TV show has been on my list to finish for quite some time. Uh, finally just getting into episode five or season five. And that's exactly what's happening right now. There's a transition of powers from one to another. And I think we're seeing the same thing happen with this quarterback position right now. There's a couple of rookies, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. They're absolutely taking the NFL by storm. And then we have the actual changing of the guard with Tua Tungvailoa coming in for the Dolphins, taking the reins from Ryan Fitzpatrick. So not only is this recently with Tua, but also just think of it from a dynasty perspective of we've had quarterbacks who are not exactly old. You know, we, we have the, the old, old guys, right? Breeze, Brady, Roethlisberger, you know, they're they're down there in your dynasty rankings. But then you have Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers, Matt Stafford, kind of that middling tier and These rookies are well above them, at least in my dynasty rankings. But then let's take a look at these guys that we don't even see as old. Maybe your Carson Wentz, your your Josh Allen, your Dak Prescott being out for the year. I honestly think we're seeing a change in the guard where these rookies aren't even taking a full year to develop. They're starting to come in right now. I mean, if we look at Justin Herbert's 16-game pace, and this is something I tweeted about a couple weeks ago, and then I updated it here after the week seven with a five game sample size he is on a 16 game pace for 4,934 pass yards 38 passing TDs only 10 interceptions 387 rushing yards six rushing TDs and only four lost fumbles we're talking about 394 fantasy points in a four point per passing touchdown league 
Lamar Jackson had 421 last season, so just off of Lamar Jackson's pace, and he had a fantastic MVP-like season. So what we're seeing from these rookies, I think, is is unprecedented. I mean, if you look back last year, we're seeing Haskins, Daniel Jones, Gardner Minshew. You know, We're seeing guys that they're not even the starter on their own team anymore. And going back even the year before that, when we had a ton of quarterbacks go in the first round, I mean, we're talking Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, and then obviously Lamar Jackson. You know, other than Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen, you're seeing a lot of those quarterbacks at the bottom of your dynasty rankings, right? So I think it's just interesting to see two rookies and then hopefully two of picks up right where, you know, these guys are are leaving off with just amazing QB1 performances week in and week out. So really excited to see what Tua has to offer here in week eight. That's my takeaway for week seven. Let's jump into some news. I think the big news that everybody uh, has been talking about is Antonio Brown is back in the NFL. He has signed with Tampa Bay, reunited with Tom Brady after, you know, a one-week performance last season with the Patriots. He went eight for 60 with a touchdown. AB signs a one-year, $1.05 million deal. He has a ton of incentives in this deal, and he's available as early as week nine. So my thoughts have been pretty consistent on Antonio Brown since the whole Raiders debacle. First it was the helmet, and then it was freezing his foot, and then it was not wanting to play, then he gets dropped, and then he gets picked up by the Pats, and then he gets dropped. You know, It's been a roller coaster, but I've, I've been pretty consistent in that. Whenever you've had the chance to sell, which you've had so many opportunities to sell, we're talking about a 32-year-old wide receiver right now that is living off of what he did in yesteryear. And so he's he's in a good spot with, you know, Chris Godwin's out this week. That doesn't you know, matter for A.B., but for week nine, maybe, you know, if Godwin's out again, Antonio Brown has a, a decent target share going into, you know, his first week with Tom Brady. But I think that's how you can sell that to another owner. And I would definitely be moving A.B. for whatever you can. I do not want him on my roster. I do not think he will be fantasy productive for too long of a stretch. I think the other big news, and we, Tom and I, don't go over injury news a whole ton just because we're a dynasty show. We don't want to worry about the week-to-week injuries, but one that I think has dynasty implications is Kenya Drake being injured and Chase Edmonds getting his time to shine. We briefly saw it last year. He had one start, absolutely dominated in it. Well, actually, it wasn't even his start, right? He dominated in a game where he wasn't expected uh, to be the starting running back, but then we all started him, and he was a dud. Um, But now... Chase Edmonds has a couple of weeks where you've seen him have a good PPR floor because he's been catching four or five passes, finding the end zone, getting good yardage. And now I'm personally really excited to see what he can do with a full opportunity. He he might split a little bit of time with Eno Benjamin, their seventh-round pick uh, this 2020 rookie draft season. But I think he will be the guy. And, and with Drake's struggles this year, I think it'll be interesting to see if he's able to kind of take that mantle because Drake's only on a one-year tag, so he is not signed past this year. Chase Edmonds has one more year on his own deal, so th- there could be some expectation that this is Chase Edmonds' debut, you know, his his trial run to see if he is that that future running back for the Cardinals. A buddy of mine from Dynasty Happy Hour doesn't write for them anymore, but Jacob Butner at FF Ski Bum, you know, talked a lot about Chase Edmonds' skill. You know, coming out in that 2018 draft class, and one of the things he highlighted was his ability to catch the ball and make people miss after. 
uh, catching the football. So, you know, just a quick shout-out to Jacob because I think there were some people that liked Chase Edmonds coming out of the draft class, but there was nobody pounding the table more than him, so I just wanted to give him a little bit of a shout-out and excited to see what happens with this 24-year-old You know, as he gets a chance to kind of be that full workhorse back. But now it's time for the meat of the show. We're going to do a little bit of Survivor. We're going to vote some people off the island. Cue the music. start with quarterback. Kyla Murray is number one on the season so far, followed by Russell Wilson, Patty Mahomes, Josh Allen is number four, Deshaun Watson, Tom Brady, Carson Wentz at number seven, Dak Prescott at eight, Aaron Rodgers, Joe Burrow, Ryan Tannehill, and then Gardner Minshew finishing up the top 12. Now, obviously Dak won't be playing any more football, so I went one more and we'll add in Matt Ryan into the the top 12 per se, because we're going to pull Dak out as he won't be uh, taking another snap this season. So out of those 12 guys, not including Dak, the guys that really stand out to me to be pulled out, to be voted off this island, the first one is Gardner Minshew. And and really, Gardner Minshew has gotten a lot of flack for his actual QB play, but his fantasy play hasn't been that bad. I mean, he's been kind of the steady Eddie, right? He scored between 19 and 21 points every single week, except for once in week uh, except for one week where he scored 10 and he's had 25 another week. you know. So other than that, he's been pretty consistent at 19 to 21 points in most seasons is, is a, a mid to low end QB1. This year with all the great quarterback play, he's mostly finishing as a QB2, high end QB2, low end QB1. So that just shows how good the quarterback play has been fantasy wise this season. You know, But looking aside from his you know, on the field actual football struggles, his schedule is just not good right now uh, coming up for his remaining nine games. He has the Packers, Steelers, Titans, Ravens, Bears, and Colts as six of his remaining nine games, and that is just not good. Most of those teams are really good against the pass, and the only one that's not ranked you know, in the top 12 against the pass is the Ravens, and that's just because they, they've had some injuries, but they do have a really good secondary, and I do think they will be a challenge for Minshew. The other guy I'm going to vote off is Joe Burrow, and it's for a lot of the same reasons as Minshew. As Minshew, they're going to leave the island for the exact same reason, basically, and that's that schedule. Minshew actually, you know, faced Burrow actually faces the Titans, the Steelers twice, the Dolphins, who now have a healthy secondary, the Ravens, and the Washington Football Team, who actually is pretty good against the pass. So it's not a team you'd normally be worried about with that pass defense, but. Um, that's that's a team that's actually fared pretty well so far against the pass. Both Joe Burrow and Gardner Minshew are benefiting from playing seven games on this list. Um, there's other quarterbacks that have had their bye weeks, so on a per game basis, they're actually kind of you know just outside this top 12 list. So I think this is one benefit of kind of picking these guys is, is that on a per game basis, you know guys like Drew Brees jump up there. You know Justin Herbert for sure. He's obviously been you know a top three quarterback these past five weeks, you know, a, a top top one quarterback, honestly. And then Lamar Jackson is someone who struggled early, is starting to kind of pick it up. Um, we'll see if they, you know, continue to pass and, and keep his passing numbers up because his rushing has been really good as of late. So those are three guys between Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, and Drew Brees that I can see pushing Joe Burrow and Gardner Minshew outside of the top 12. 
Moving over to running back, we have Alvin Kamara at number one, James Robinson, the surprising great story UDFA for the Jacksonville Jaguars is in at number two, Zeke at number three, Derrick Henry, Aaron Jones, Kareem Hunt, Dalvin Cook at number seven, Todd Gurley, Mike Davis, Clyde Edwards-Elair at 10, Chris Carson and Ronald Jones rounds out that top 12. I'm going to add Josh Jacobs just because Mike Davis is kind of a, of a cheat. I did put him down as one that I'll pull out. The other guy that I'm going to pull off, you know, let's just talk about Mike Davis real quick. Even though it's cheating, he, he's going to get more snaps that even with uh, Christian McCaffrey coming back, he's going to get more snaps than he would have. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. And he did in week one with Christian McCaffrey. He's just played so well. He's been the running back three over the past six weeks, starting five of those weeks. And he's potentially one of the greatest free agent fantasy pickups of all time. Like, let's just throw back to when I did the pod solo in episode four, where we talked about some, you know, waiver wire dynasty guys that you can pick up out of the season and that can help your team, you know, throughout the season. And Mike Davis, once he showed out in training camp, he took that backup job from Reggie Bonifin. This was a guy that I pounded the table for and I said, we've seen Mike Davis have some success. He's flashed before. He's somebody that's looked really good in camp, looked like a whole new player than when he was in Chicago in 2019. This is a guy that needs to be, you know, a backup, especially if you have CMC on your roster. And so for anybody who did, you've had six great weeks of of running back play. So I do not think he will continue this this pace and that's a little bit of a cheat, but the other guy probably makes up for it because it's he's so near and dear to my heart, and this is a tough man to throw off the island, but that's Ronald Jones. And, you know, it's sad that he gets the boot. I love his talent, but the situation in Tampa Bay is just too murky for me. Leonard Fournette, when healthy, is somebody that Bruce Arians wants to give the ball to. I'm not saying Leonard Fournette is better than Ronald Jones. I'm not saying he runs the ball better, but he gets volume and he gets pass catching. And if you're talking about how to be a running back one in this fantasy league, it's being a volume back and having pass catching. Fournette affects Rojo's ability to do that, and that's just why I don't think he'll be able to keep his running back one pace up for the rest of the season. So Rojo, Mike Davis, if I I had to pick a third one, it's probably Kareem Hunt. He is currently the running back six. Obviously has been helped a lot with Nick Chubb being out. I think once Nick Chubb comes back, he definitely takes a majority of that workload. Now, Kareem Hunt is still going to be involved in the passing game. I think he's still going to get a lot of carries. I have I had him as my bold take this offseason as being better than any rookie running back because we, we obviously touted this running back class. Clyde Edwards-Elair, Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift, Cam Akers were some of the big names, right? And my, my hot take was that Kareem Hunt was going to outproduce all of them. Now, I didn't expect Nick Chubb to go down. Um, but right now he's doing just that, and we'll see if that continues once Nick Chubb is added back into that running back room in Cleveland. Next we have the pass catchers, the wide receivers. Number one is DeAndre Hopkins. Number two, Tyler Lockett, Calvin Ridley, Stephon Diggs, 
Amari Cooper at five, Adam Thielen, Robbie Anderson, Tyreek Hill, Tyler Boyd, Terry McLaurin at 10, Allen Robinson, and Will Fuller rounding it out at 12. So again, we're voting people off of these top 12 lists based on who we don't think will be there at the end of the season. Go in survivor mode. Who gets kicked off this island? For me with the wide receivers, the first person I'm taking off is the wide receiver seven on the season, Robbie Anderson. I share, he shares my namesake. It's tough to kick him off the island, but with CMC gearing to come back, I think that is going to be something that affects the target share for these wide receivers. You have DJ Moore, who's was slow to start the year, but he's starting to pick it up. He scored a couple touchdowns. He out-targeted uh, Robbie Anderson, or he has out-targeted Robbie Anderson uh, if you look at the past two weeks. So if we're talking about who's going to get more short yardage work, it's going to lean more towards CMC. And I think Robbie Anderson, You, you when you think of Robbie Anderson, you think of that deep down the field passing, but that's not what Robbie Anderson has been for this offense. His dot averaged up a target is 10.5. And DJ Moore's is actually 12. And so if you com- combine CMC coming back, I think DJ Moore is the better talent. And I think Robbie Anderson slowly fades from his wide receiver one status into a low-end wide receiver two. Just because as much as, as Carolina wants to pass, I don't think they can support two wide receiver ones and DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson and then also give Christian McCaffrey the amount of work that he has shown to get when he's on the field. The other guy that I'm going to drop off the island, giving him the boot, is Tyler Boyd. And I have to apologize to Cody Kutzer of the TFA fam because this has been his guy. I believe one of his hot takes was that Tyler Boyd was going to be a a wide receiver one. You know, going into the year, people were kind of fighting between is it going to be an A.J. Green season, is it going to be Tyler Boyd season? Are they going to cannibalize each other to where they're not able to either one be a wide receiver one? You know, and so far Tyler Boyd, you know, has had enough receptions PPR wise and and gotten into the end zone a couple times where he comes in as a wide receiver eight and it's tough to kick him off the island because Boyd just went 101 yards in a touchdown on nine receptions last week but before I talked about Joe Burrow's schedule and I think that also obviously affects his pass catchers if his passing numbers are going to go down the pass catchers numbers are also going to go down T Higgins is absolutely bursting onto the scene I think he's going to continue to get a bigger and bigger target share. And then A.J. Green, you know, the past couple weeks, he has shown that we we had questions. Is he one foot out the door? Is he looking for a trade? Is he going to move on to greener pastures? Well, A.J. Green has absolutely uh, re-immersed himself into this offense. He's getting double-digit targets again. And I think that's just going to be a problem if we're talking about Tyler Boyd, who is a person who basically feeds off his volume. You know, he's going to be that PPR guy that gets – you know, six, seven, eight, nine catches in a game, and that's what makes him a wide receiver one is that volume. He's not a guy that's going to rely on the long yardage and the touchdowns, and I, I just think that's where um, he's going to struggle a little bit as the Bengals start to see tougher competition in that passing de- in the passing defenses that they will face. Okay, we're going to round it out with the tight end position. Travis Kelsey comes in at number one. George Kittle, number two. Whoever would have expected that, Kelsey and Kittle leading the way. Darren Waller is at number three, Jimmy Graham at four, Johnny Smith at five, Mark Andrews, TJ Hawkinson, Hayden Hurst, Robert Tanyan comes in at nine, Dalton Schultz at 10, Gronk at 11, and then Noah Fant at 12. You know, this, this tight end room is really fun because you could honestly take out anybody past 
Mark Andrews, you know, seven all the way down to 12. And I don't think it's too hot takey. Um, we're talking about TJ Hawkinson, Hayden Hurst, Robert Tanyan, Dalton Schultz, Gronk, and Fant. And I could make a case for honestly any of them. But the, the two that I think are most likely to be kicked off would be first one being Robert Tanyan. You know, he had three straight games of getting a touchdown. Obviously had the game where he had three touchdowns and 98 yards against Atlanta. But I don't think we see that again. That's obviously you know a, a fluky game. Um, he's probably not going to have a multiple touchdown game again this season. And, and the problem is, is that Aaron Rodgers just doesn't utilize and, and support a top 12 tight end, you know, unless you're named Jeremiah Finley. Like, we have to go all the way back to him to remember what a top 12 tight end looks like in a Packers Aaron Rodgers led offense. So, you know, I do think, and I hope for anybody who has him on the roster, that he has another boom week because I think he'd be a great sell candidate. You know, he's had two quiet weeks. Only had three targets two weeks ago, two targets last week. And so people are probably down on him. You're not going to get what you probably want if you're trying to move a guy that, that scored in three straight weeks and had a three-touchdown game. So hopefully he has another boom week. But then once he does, I would move him for just, just about anything. If we're talking two tight end league or tight end premium, you know, I'm trying to get a third, second if I can, but third for sure uh, to try and move him and get some future capital. The other guy I'm going to move off of the top 12 island is Dalton Schultz you know he's been a super fun story honestly especially as as a Cowboys fan and how sad this season has continued to be for us you know once Blake Jarwin went down he was an he was a guy that I was hyping up all offseason I thought this Cowboys offense was just gonna have to throw a ton the defense got worse they bring in Mike McCarthy they bring in CeeDee Lamb you know they have this this offense that's just gonna pass and have so much volume and I was big on Blake Jarwin getting volume while everyone else thought they couldn't support all those wide receivers and then Blake Jarwin and also Zeke and so Blake Jarwin you know obviously goes down in week one and and Dalton Schultz comes right in and does exactly what I thought Blake Jarwin would do but now (laughs) injuries to Dak injuries to the offensive line injuries to Andy Dalton last week and this Cowboys offense is just in shambles right now they look horrendous they look how the defenses look this entire year which just makes a terrible overall football team but I digress. We won't get into that. You know, I do think Dalton Schultz will have a few nice games here or there just because when you're talking about either Ben DiNucci, who potentially might start this next week, or Andy Dalton coming back, he's kind of just, we always use the term safety blanket when talking about the tight end, but he honestly is that. He's not running any intricate routes. He's doing a little, uh, you know, a push block, a little chip block, and then he's going out on a short route. So he is honestly the, the fallback plan when nothing down the field is open, and that's something that either Andy Dalton has been missing down the field or he just doesn't have time most likely. And, and from the games I've seen, he, he absolutely doesn't have time. He's getting hit. He's, they're creating fumbles with him. He's getting hit from behind. Um, and that's that's the first problem. But the, the second problem is with, with that lack of time, you don't give your wide receivers time to get open down the field. And so what happens is you dump it off to your running back and you dump it off to your tight ends. And so I do think Dalton Schultz will have a couple nice games here or there, but this is just not an offense I want to, to project to have a top 12 tight end. They don't move the chains like they used to, and they don't find the red zone enough to support Schultz as a top 12 tight end. So he will be the final one I'm voting off of the island. So there you guys have it. It is my first ever survivor pick We have eliminated at the quarterback position Joe Burrow and Minshew. At the running back position, Mike Davis and Rojo, Kareem Hunt, if you're not letting me do Mike Davis, 
Wide receiver, we're doing Robbie Anderson, Tyler Boyd, and at tight end, Robert Tanyan and Dalton Schultz. And that's all I have for you guys tonight. It's short and sweet. You know, hopefully you guys can get this episode in and get ready for week eight. I'm really excited to see, you know, what we have in store. I talked about two at the top of the show. I'm really excited to see what he has. He has a tough match against the Rams, but very hopeful that we can see, you know, good things from him because he's just a great comeback story uh, in his own right. So if you did enjoy the show, which I hope you guys did, go ahead and give me a follow at NFL Robbie on Twitter and give the TFA account a follow at FF underscore authority. You know, we're hoping to have Tom back and better than ever for next episode. So until then, have a happy Halloween and see you. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.